to Inside the Show. I'm your host, Guffy, alongside Coogs, and we have uh, a, a great episode today. Not only that, we got two special guests on the episode today. We'll get that in one moment, but Coogs, we finally had baseball. Baseball's back, baby. Baseball is finally back. We had opening day. It felt very good. Last night was one of... Uh, it was just a great game to start off Sunday night baseball, and it had your angels in it. And let, let me let me say, Otani, man, Otani, uh, first pitcher to bat second in the lineup. Not only that, he went yard last night. Fortunately, he didn't go the the innings I thought he was because the situation at the plate. But either way, baseball's back, baby, and it's been a lot of fun to watch over this past weekend. It's been very fun to watch. Can't help but feel a little bad for you with your Mets kind of being, you know, forced to to have their opening day shifted a couple days. Yeah, but uh, it's going on right now, and I think they just scored two runs. James McCann yeah, just think, hit a two-run two RBI. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of good luck. I mean, I, I have my Mets shirt on today, so I'm feeling good. Um, but, yeah, baseball's finally back. It's it's It was a lot of fun to see. And see people in the stance as well. Um, that was kind of cool. I know with COVID going on with this, uh, just the measures they're taking for that, it's still fun to see uh, that we're getting back to normalcy a little bit. So Yeah, and my girlfriend, she knows how much I love baseball, obviously, and you know, I texted her and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm so happy right now. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. This is great. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it's just like, it's it, we took it for granted how mm. much we love baseball in a normal sense, because, yeah, obviously a 60 game season was better than nothing last year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's, it didn't feel the same. You know, no fans in the stands starting at the end of July. Like the, it was just it was weird. And, you know, it was great to have it. But there is just something different about getting the spring started with opening yeah. day and having fans in the stands and having, you know, excitement for all 30 teams at the same time it it was just it it was great and you know obviously my angels played well this weekend so i was uh, my eyes were glued to the tv every single inning but i'm I'm also switching around to other games and checking out mlb network watching quick pitch until my eyes bleed like this is just this is all i've been wanting for the past few months or honestly for a year ever since the pandemic started so i, I could not be more excited without doubt i think this is like uh, the last four days all baseball and we and will be that tv and i think this is like the most i ever like felt invested and just glued even more than more so and we got yeah. some car some performances that we might see for top sound cards including the the name that just came out of nowhere um, mercedes yarmin mercedes from the white Sox, starting out his career eight for eight <laughs> I mean, it, it's just um, he's bound to get a tops now card and Cooks, you talk about Cooks extreme moments what well, just imagine his moment you have to go eight no, for eight. don't even say it don't eight say it don't do it i don't think it's don't gonna happen it, i don't think it's gonna happen they're gonna probably make you get like maybe five hits in two games that's even yeah, that's like, even crazy yeah. to think about, but I can't think yeah. of doing eight for eight, but especially when the top sound cards are not going to be as juiced up as we saw with the lower um, games season that we had last year. So yeah. anyway, today's podcast, we had two special guests. Um, before we get to that, we did get the 42 series. However, we're not going to go more into the 42 series. We we got the confirmation that the, it's part of the team of Finney. Um, we're going to have 30 live series cards. We're going to have 10 
legend cards for your choice packs for uh, diamond choice packs if you pre-ordered the game um, beforehand. So we already know five already, but we're going to take all that and bring it to the next podcast and go over pretty much every card that we release. I rather we rather do that um, for next podcast and leave this podcast to be about franchise and in March October and Coogs. Um, we we already recorded this with our special guests, which we have Mills and Emma Duffrisk. So let me tell you, strap in. It's going to be a fun listen, especially if you're from the Diamond Dynasty side. I think Coogs, yeah. you, you, you can say that for both of us. Um, if mm-hmm. we're coming from the Diamond Dynasty side, it was a very good listen to see where these franchise players are getting out and why they either want the gate, franchise mode to be more involved with the development of this game and adding more features to the game than what we might have saw last feature. Yeah. If you're a diamond dynasty guy, you are going to get some pieces of knowledge that are going to be a little bit eye opening to you. And it's going to be something that hopefully by the end of it, you're going to be like, wow. I mean, I, I, I feel quite different or I feel at least a little bit more, uh, involved or, or, you know, I feel a little bit more, I can't think of the right word, but you kind of have more of a a stake in what's going on with franchise mode currently. And it's, it's a great conversation. I know the, the timestamp on the episode might be kind of long because we Mm -hmm. did, you know, we talked a lot. So I highly recommend listening to the whole thing fully and just letting all this information come to you. Um, And even if you are a franchise player, this is still going to be, I think things that you want to hear and conversations that you'll be intrigued in as well. And uh, honestly, Scuffy, I've loved all of my time on this podcast, but I think this has been one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite of the entire thing. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's just how much we learned about the game that we play all year round and we didn't know about. For me personally, yep. um, that was very eye-opening, like you said. Um, so let's get straight to it. Um, like again, our special guests for today, we have M. Frisk and Mills. Um, there is also a survey that M. Frisk did that's going to be in the description on the YouTube. We'll actually post it on our uh, Twitter account at Inside the Show PC as well. Now let's further ado. Let's get into our interview with Mills and Frisk about franchise and Mark October, and enjoy. Here we go. And now let's bring our special guests to Inside the Show, where we're going to break out of franchise and March October. We got two fantastic guests with us, content creators that I've been looking out for years, and I'm happy to have them on the show. We got none other than Mills and M. Frisk joining the show today. And fellas, I can't say enough that I am so pumped to have you guys on the show finally and uh, hope all is good. I mean, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I, I know we have a lot of stuff that we have to talk about, a lot of stuff that we got to get off our chest. Um, but first off, let me, let me, how's everything going? Monday, baseball's back here. Yo, Mills, you got your Orioles 3 nothing right now. Oh, man. So yep. hope you guys are doing well. Jersey. And welcome to the show. <clears throat> Great to be here. I, now, I, I got to just jump in and say it's real hot. I don't know if you know this, but me and Mills are on separate sides <laughs> of the whole franchise conversation. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, I, you know, we're either going to still be friends or be enemies after the end of this podcast. Oh, we've but, been enemies for years. I mean, it's good that <laughs> Coogs is technically in between us here. So. I, I, I got the, the bookends over here on the Discord call. I'll hold people back. I got it. There you go, Coogs. 
All right. I, I love it. I love it. So, but before we get to the franchise and Mark Chai October Toe, I want to get into one big thing that we heard on Friday. And that was posted through multiple articles on IGN and Xbox itself. And what I'm talking about is the Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass is going to have MLB This Show 21 game, day one of release. That is April 20th, not early pre order release. April 20th, and that is really, really big news. Now, before I, I hand it off to you guys to get your opinions on this, there's one note that I do want to uh, point out, and I believe I, I saw this from you, Mills, is where MLB is the publisher for this. It's not through Sony. It's through MLB itself. So that's a big thing, and it's still, I, I still think in my eyes that Sony would love to see this as well, even if it's through MLB, because this is going to bring a lot more users to the table. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. So let me, let me get a little roundabout what you guys think about this. And I'm not proficient enough on the Xbox side of things. I've been Sony for years. So Mills, I know you do multiple uh, consoles. I believe same to you, Chris. So let me hear it. What do you guys think about this news that we heard last Friday? Uh, I think Game Pass is absolutely massive for a brand new audience. Um, this is the first year you're going to have the the epitome of MLB gaming. They've had Super Mega Baseball for a while, which is a fantastic baseball game in itself. They've had RBI, which is RBI. But now they're going to have the the best baseball experience in terms of Major League Baseball. And it's a sports game. Please always remember that, that while sports games tend to be bestsellers because they're year, yearly release, this is going to open up everybody, almost everybody on Xbox has some form of Game Pass or is getting close to some form of Game Pass. This opens up a sports game to another massive audience where sports games tend to be looked down upon, sometimes mainstream. This is America's pastime. This lets everybody get their hands on the show, and it's going to give MLB a very key opportunity to show how well it teaches the game a game that we've all played for years but is not the easiest game to pick up and play so it's going to be a real key for them and that's going to, I think that's affected some of their choices this year in development as well yeah I think I, th this is huge to me for a lot of reasons and I've heard you guys all kind of talk about it um, you know you know, in your streams and in your videos um, but I, I want to add a little bit of color from a different side of it uh, the industry side, because this this is this is something that I didn't think that we would see this fast. But so rewind a little back, uh, rewind a little bit, and, and just think about all the different publishers, all the different um, you know game makers. They were trying to make their own service. EA has EA Play, EA Access, and you've got Sony with PS Now, and of course Game Pass. But what you're starting to see now is that all the publishers are like, wait a minute, we don't make a good service. Like we just should just make good games and clearly game pass and that subscription model plus X cloud that's coming like that is something we should all get around. And so you're going to see Microsoft start to run fast and all these other game makers just say, sure, throw it on game pass, throw it on game pass because acquisition is their biggest problem. Like, Getting people to play the game is the hardest thing to do. And for sports games, the sports games are bought when the sport's happening. Like you can look at every metric out there and the most copies that Madden sold is on Super Bowl. And the most that people are willing to play a baseball game is 
opening day and then also in the playoffs. And so this is just really going to remove barrier of entry for, for a lot of people that just want to play. Uh, and these are this is signs of big things that come, not just for the show, not just for sports gaming, but for the entire industry. Yeah. And God, Cooks. I was just going to bounce off a point that Frisk made right there, just saying removing the barrier of entry. I think it was MLB 19 for a month was the free game to play on, on PlayStation Plus or whatever. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I noticed a heavy influx in in views and questions in chat. And, you know, I'm sure that was a huge deal for SDS at the time. So, I mean, this I get the same type of vibes from this, even though, like you said, it was MLB publishing it. It's it's just going to like the 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 barrier of entry is basically eliminated now because like you said Mills almost everybody on Xbox has some form of game pass and don't forget with ultimate game pass this is a big thing too that I think people are overlooking they included xCloud on this this is going to become a mobile accessible game for Xbox if you if you have ultimate game pass not every game that's on Game Pass is xCloud accessible. You're going to be able to actually use a Bluetooth controller on your phone and just set it up and play MLB anywhere without not remote play actually as a mobile game. I think that's a massive win for not only the show, but also for Xbox as they push their xCloud. It's in beta right now, but as they push more and more games to it, um, and we all know gaming is going towards mobile a lot of the time, having a full-fledged MLB baseball game on mobile that is, you know, that has console quality is, is a big, big move for them. See, I didn't even know about this xCloud thing until now. Uh, that's bigger than I even thought it would be. Um, it just uh, like we all had the expectation maybe switch like the game was going to come on switch. But with everything happening in the world with COVID and just a new late release, um, that didn't happen this year. It doesn't mean it can't happen next year. But just to have that the accessibility to be on the phone is huge. I to be honest with you, I'm learning everything, learning something new every day. I've been asking around like about Game Pass, and you see them, they just um, purchased uh, the Skyrim uh, publisher. I always botch the name. Bethesda. Um, yeah. So they're always making big moves. So, I, and this is this is one of them. So I'm, I, I, we're all pumped about that. Now, <clears throat> going to, after going to that and having the user base that we're going to have. It brings up the question, and I did see this roam around um, through the community. What does PlayStation users have to offer after seeing that? For me personally, I mean, I might be biased, or we all might be biased because we're content creators. I think it's a, it's just a huge win. Um, but do the PlayStation users have a right to say, oh, they're getting the game for free if they have this game pass? What about us? I, I'm just nah, putting... I mean- I, just going off rip number one you're not getting it for free like you still yeah. have to pay for game pass like exactly. it's a subscription service like and and you know you may end up paying more by the end of the year for game pass than just buying the 70 dollars game if you wanted to because it's a subscription service so you're not you're not playing the game for free and at the end of the day like playstation users have been spoiled for how long like i think it's okay if xbox gets a little a little boost when the game is finally for the first time ever coming out on that console and they haven't had a legit MLB simulation license or licensed game since what 2013. So 
And don't forget, PlayStation still has PlayStation now. This is not like a an opportunity for Xbox. I mean, Xbox showing Game Pass off because Game Pass has had an absolutely massive month. And it's been a very massive public month. Um, they got Outriders from Square Enix, which is a AAA title. Um, the Square, the Bethesda, the entire Bethesda catalog with a lot of upgrades to it, uh, a lot of uh, next-gen upgrades to some of the games. Um, and, and then Emblem of the Show showing off as like a sports game that got mainstream coverage because it's a sports game in baseball season. But PlayStation now is still doing things. They're working their way back up. And one of the things PlayStation has always touted themselves on is the exclusive games they offer. So as PlayStation now grows, I think this is going to be the challenge that Sony needs to kind of like be like, hey, we really should go a little further into this PlayStation now. But as for PlayStation fans, um, having something to to kind of like complain about, more more gamers on the on the game is always a good thing. I don't have any way of saying that. I understand if you got a PlayStation, maybe you're a little upset. You have to pay seventy dollars for the next gen game, but at this point, anyone that doesn't have Game Pass does either. And, and as Kook said, four months of Game Pass is $60. Or Game Pass Ultimate is $60. So PlayStation's mm-hmm. a one-time purchase. I, I agree. Yeah, that makes more sense. So we had that big news. And then the day before is where it all went down. We got the new feature. And this is the reason why we want to have you guys on the show. Because myself and Kooks were pro- predominantly Diamond Dynasty players. So... I wanted to get your guys' intake on the feature that we had just this past Thursday, and that was franchise in March, October. So let me ask you guys: You guys ready for this? You guys ready? Ready? All ready? To go over this? We're going to go through it all. We're going to break it down, get a review, and then just go at it. It's just whatever comes to the table, just be free to let us know. So uh, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you just see uh, Mills with his uh, Thor hammer. So I love it. I love it. Um, but anyway. So we're going to start with franchise. We're going to go. Uh, they went from franchise to March, October in the future. So we'll start with franchise at first, and let's get to the new features. Um, at first, let's get to what we saw drastically is a new user interface. They like to show off. Um, I was watching your video, Frisk. Uh, Frisk did a new eleven new features of franchise, and you. Sh- made a point where you're going to see more text within the interfaces similar to how do you see in uh, out of park baseball so that I, I i like that little aspect to it um we had that but overall it felt very similar i don't know about you guys it still felt similar to me it felt a little bit more streamlined as well however you're able to access your lineups a little quicker you're able to access um, different type of views with the budget and so on. We'll get more into that as we go down the features. But firsthand, seeing the new dark mode, you new UI is the solid feature. But quality of life, if I, I think that's going to be a key word for this this podcast is quality of life updates. So, do you want to go first, Mills? Do you no, want no, to I, I, I'd like to hear the positive side first. <laughs> well, I think so. Here, so here, so uh, you guys got to understand my perspective here, mm. uh, or sorry, not my perspective, my vantage point. Um, I worked at a video game company for ten years, and very close to teams who build features and modes and approach development. Also, uh, word choices. I mean, I worked on a public relations team, and so word choices stand out to me pretty significantly. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, 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 this time around, why I chose to look at it a little bit more positively than ever others um, is because of the type of focus or words that they did choose paired up with the actual changes that they made. So, I, I, you know, I think Mills did the same thing. He's probably going to bring it up. But as they were talking about it, I went and looked historically at everything they've done every single year. I literally made a table uh, in Excel and I went year by year and literally itemized everything they've done since uh, MLB 13. And then I also looked at what did they call those things? What did they say? How did they say it? And sure, there's a lot, there's some things that are repetitive, like scouting and training has been done like every three years as like a new system. But this is the first time that I've heard them say very like openly, very bullish that this is the this is a foundational uh, move for them. They've never said that before. Went back and watched every trailer, read every blog. They've never said this is a foundational change. And Mills has been on the internet, I feel like every week's talking about this burrito. And I'm like, where is this burrito? I want to eat this burrito. But really what he's been saying is franchise is so full that there's nothing you can do. The burrito's about to burst. So without saying they unraveled the burrito, they said they unraveled the burrito. And that's good enough for me. Am I like everybody else? And there's 16 things I want them to add? Yes. But this is the first time they said, guys, you're right. We pulled the ripcord out. We literally unraveled the burrito. We dumped everything out in the trash. And now we're going to actually lay good rice and good beans and stick with us. But that's what we're going to do. And so that's why I was like, okay. I, I I can work with this. They're doing something they haven't done before, um, you know, with the actions that they're taking. And for everything that Frisk just said, that's actually the positive. I actually agree with him. I'm very happy to see them say there is a foundation being built. My problem is I want to see the recipe. You're going to tell me about the burrito. I've been told about the burrito for the last 10 years. I've had, I've had, and this is multiple companies, so I'm kind of lumping SDS in here because franchise in terms of sports gaming has been largely ignored in general. So SDS is going to get a little bit of the lumps that other companies get now. Um, we just watched Madden do this where there was a, 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 like a worldwide trending hashtag where about fixed Madden franchise that fo- kind of forced their hand to say, hey, look, we hear you. We can't do anything for this game, but this is what we're going to do for the future. I want SDS to say that, and maybe this is not something we're used to with Sony, and I fully understand that. Sony has been very, you know, they very they keep their uh, cards close to their vest very often. But when you've done this much harm to a mode and a lack of transparency, I need you to come out and be transparent because what, what's going to happen is like what happened three years ago where they said, oh, yeah, March to October is the new franchise mode, and then all of a sudden March to October is still just a season mode. They, they took out online franchise and said, don't worry, we're bringing online franchise back when we built, rebuild the servers. Well, servers were pretty good last year. I mean, they, they had some issues, don't get me wrong, but they've completely, outside of custom leagues, which we haven't heard anything about yet, we, we heard no updates to custom leagues yet. Maybe that's a Diamond Dynasty thing at some point. I would hope that, get, that spans more than just Diamond Dynasty at this point because online franchise as its own mode was something that, was, that a lot of people, it was a vocal minority, but a lot of people were loud about. So I want to hear what the plan is. I want to know what I should be expecting from here on out because the updates they've made to this mode this year, while a good foundation, 
there's already problems with the video they sh- the 10 minutes they showed on franchise mode and what they talked about with player value like we're already seeing bugs the francisco lindor thing is a sh- is is an absolute black eye to everything they were saying because they have real contracts in the game mm-hmm. so lindor's going to get his 10 year 340 million dollar contract but in game he's only looking for 22 million it, and that's updated player value so already when he's on the mets the Mets are going to view him as being overpaid and he's going to be immediately a trade target. That's where part of the problem with player value is that I see. And I really hope Sony recognizes that while they're making all these changes to player logic and all these changes to the depth chart and things we'll talk about, if it doesn't work and if it doesn't fix base cores, it's going to be as broken as it was last year, no matter how often you break apart the foundation and put a new one down. Okay, so it, it, I didn't even realize that thing for Lindor. Um, that's why we have you guys on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I so they went over the like you were saying, like the new evaluation system, the pay, player metric, um, the depth chart. Um, they went over that. What even point me out? Um, we have one. Of the topic points is the budget system. Boy, got and the development guy said even I got confused at the old system from last year, and that to me. Tells me something like, okay, did they just not pick this up for a year and year out? Or is it just they're not looking straight at maybe the feedback? I assume that's not the case. They always look at feedback, but it's just, it's the little things. And fortunately, unfortunately for me, I can't have that big opinion because this is not a mode I usually play. And from this particular feature i'm always looking for before before we had online play we always had franchise and i was deep into franchise there i always bring up mvp baseball i play that for eight years with modded up games and just play franchise all day i wanted something that would say pull me back in entice me put me as a diamond dynasty player be like oh hey there's this franchise mode that's looking really nice this year. Unfortunately, I see the quality outlay updates, but nothing else is telling me, oh, hey, I want to play it. Um, I liked how everything they said. Personally, just for as a casual, like the trade metric, the player uh, metric that they went over, depth chart, it looked all nice to me. But nothing's telling me to go, hey, I want to take time off from DD to play the franchise. Does well, that make sense? That, they did that, Scuffy. They, they made March to October. I, and gave you team infinity points for it. I, I, oh no, I'm, 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 I know I'm they being did a little sarcastic that. on that, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, they did do I, that. It's a little sarcastic. I apologize. For that. That's all good. Um, I'm very gullible, so you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to say something similar, um, Scuffy, because it's yeah. so there, there's so uh, in when, when going back to the industry side where where I've come from. If you if you think about the development strategy, like the how you approach a feature, there is there is this term that I, I feel like rings through the halls of like every studio. It's win the core, win the war. However, for franchise mode, it's been about growth. We need to get more new people in to play this thing. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, are you trying to make something new to base off the shift of the player base? Or are you trying to hedge and do both poorly or mediocre? Or you don't know. You don't have the you don't know what your identity is. You're trying to figure it out. That's usually the symptoms, or these are usually the signs that you can see, right? And it's like, okay, March, October is very clearly aimed 
to grow franchise mode to a more casual audience to get them to play. And what that then has done is neglected the core who is now pissed. But mm-hmm. if you, you both you, because Coogs, you said the same thing as Scuffy. You said, hey, in your video, you're like, I, I, I just want to get pulled into franchise and I didn't do it. So in reality, if the the additions of franchise mode and March October don't bring you guys in and don't make guys like me and Mills happy, then what what are we what are we talking about? Like what's happening? Like choose a side. Pick a side and tell us you've picked that side, and then we'll be fine with that. We'll move on. But like as, as you said, Mills, without the recipe. You, we don't, we, there's no feedback to give. Like, where are they getting feedback? I don't know. I don't even know what feedback to give. I'm like, I hope I'm going to do this survey and maybe that's going to help them or maybe they're going to give me the middle finger. In either scenario, I'm happy because at least I have an answer. I have a response as to where we're going next. And I think that's one of the things that's really hurt franchise fans right now with SDS is that I feel like when it comes to Diamond Dynasty, um, they've been, they're very vocal. Um, even last year, they 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 started streaming before the pandemic really hit hard. Um, they still get we get weekly update streams or biweekly update streams on what's going on with Diamond Dynasty and what we can look forward to. And there's a roadmap in game of what events are coming up and what car and what con- when the content days. Like everyone knows, Fridays at three, get ready because they're gonna push the button. It's a thing on Twitter. It's everyone yelling, push the button now. I, hell, I think Coogs made up push the button. I think that's honestly the person, the first person I ever saw say it. <laughs> outside FDS. And I know for a fact that Coogs at three, at three o'clock my time is normally live for the new content stuff. I want that. Like, I want that in franchise. I want you to be able yep. to tell me uh, over time, like even Madden, even Madden had three major updates this year that we knew when they were coming. Like I can be like, okay, I can look forward to this date and say, there's some franchise stuff with this stuff. Like if this is majorly broken when we, when we get the game this year, and again, I don't want to think that way, but the, the Lindor thing scares the living hell out of me. And especially when they didn't update budgets, they updated the way budgets look. I'm legitimately scared because now I have another year of, I don't have a franchise mode that I can play because it's fundamentally not working. So that that's where my scare is, is and that's why I kind of want to see the recipe. And I, and I agree with Frisk here. You've got two major modes. We always were, we were always told that franchise takes an un, unbelievable amount of resources to, to update. It takes more resources to update franchise than literally anything else in the game. Well, since the last time franchise had a major update that wasn't March to October, Road of the Show has been updated twice. Diamond Dynasty has had consistent updates with different modes and stuff, which is awesome for them, by the way. I don't want that to change because I play Diamond Dynasty as well. We've gotten retro mode. I mean, let's, let's be fair. That was a day or something. We've, we've gone over that. But there have been updates all over the place, and a franchise has gotten majorly UI updates to try to make it easier to, to view. That, and then you bring in, oh, here's March to October. Let's split the franchise resources a little bit more. That scares me, especially, again, when we're talking. Now they're talking about doing updates in both modes. They're doing similarly broken updates. That's the other thing is, like, we're updating trade logic and it's updating them both. Well, wait a second. You're telling me that March to October was working on a different, wasn't working on the franchise engine. It was going to be its own burrito and it's not its own burrito. You took some of the pieces from this burrito and decided to make the other burrito. Why would you do that? If you're trying to make a new burrito, like that scares me. And, and I generally, nothing they said on Thursday outside of saying they wanted to make a new foundation made me feel any better. What do you think is the last time they brought like a huge new feature? Would you consider Statement Creator be that for this year? In that case, no, 
Okay. No, Stadium Creator is a game feature. Okay. Yep. They, they try to That's sell all. it. They try to sell it that way. And don't get me wrong, marketing is mm-hmm. marketing is really slick yeah. because they go, oh, you got thirty spots for thirty teams. Well, you have thirty spots to go into into, into Diamond Dynasty as well. Mm-hmm. It's a that was a full game feature to bring people in both sides. A yeah. franchise feature is something you bring into the franchise side to draw fans that way. Yeah, and and that's what I said in my video too. I said. Um, you know, like the only thing in this stream that made me say, Hey, maybe this could be cool to check out franchise is stadium creator, which is not a franchise exclusive feature. This is something that's being marketed for the game as a whole. So to kind of have the one thing that entices me, not even be specific to the mode. It's, it's not a good sign for trying to get new players. And as Fritz said, they're, they're focusing on the growth. That's not really something for me that is like, you know, this, this, this gives me hope for franchise. It's not like that. It's, it's more of this could be cool to try for a day and then go on from there. So yeah, I, it's, it's weird how they, they, I think, was it Frisk? You said it, they said, or you said pick a side and then we'll move on from there. That I think that, lesson or that idea can be applied to so many different things even outside of gaming like movies tv shows other entertainment just pick a side and stop like worrying so much about what this other portion is gonna think win the core win the war as you said and just focus on one thing at a time and don't for lack of a better term half-ass it like it's been the past four or five years or however long it's been so um the, yeah, the, it, it's just it's sad because, like you said, Mills, you love the fact that, you know, Diamond Dynasty guys can be on at 3 p.m., can be expecting their content and franchise is, is right now, at least on the content creation side. It's not the same. Like people are not getting on excited to play franchise mode. Maybe they, you know, for a change of pace every once in a while they do. But as far as. You know, all right, my my daily or my weekly franchise stream, I'm hyped. It, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of people doing that with the influx of content that's coming from other avenues in the game. So it's it's a little it's from somebody who's not even a franchise fan. It's pretty disappointing for me. Tell them Frisk so, about con- tell them about franchise content, Frisk. So, uh, well, I, th- there's a couple ways to to look at it. Like it, it is hard. You got to search for content. Not saying that that's a bad thing, right? Like that's you know, constraints, um, you know, is, is uh, what powers creativity, right? Um, but I, I think one thing that is really interesting to me is that in franchise, the if you are if you're a creative person, if you're a creator, if you're a streamer, and you're trying to find ways to breathe more life into the mode, get people to want to tune into something, um, or or watch a video, or or to experience it with you. The, the thing that is really powering franchise right now is the vaults. It's the roster creators. It's the player creators. And like the, that has never been more vibrant. Like I, I literally in this last year, I've watched like five different creators other than Raiden, who's been like the, the king for I don't know how long, 10 years, mm-hmm. come to the forefront with something that high effort, really creative, really well done and made a name for themselves. But here's what you won't hear about. And every any feature premiere, it's any of the vaults. You won't hear about anything that's being done there at all or anything to help those individuals that are also content creators. Like, they're probably more valuable. They're making stuff in the game for other people to experience. 
I don't understand why there isn't something that um, puts gasoline on that to get more people to understand and know about that, because that is that's probably going to get people to do something more than a video or a stream that Mills and I are going to do. It's crazy because I think we'll see more of that this year with the stadium creator. I think stadium creator having a vault will will put more of a light on that being a new feature. But you're absolutely right. Like there's a 94 roster in there. There's a 97 roster in there. There's like a 2003 roster. There's a historic roster. There's a long ball. There's a what, what is it called? Long balls and long or long legends. shots and long balls. It's like or legends. Yeah, yeah I mean, legends. It, there are so many awesome rosters in there that we were able to create some kind of content on. But like at the end of the day, it's the content creator telling the same story in different ways. And the only thing that changes in the mode is the stuff that the other content creators are making with these new rosters and us putting them in the game and telling our own stories. And there is zero well, slim to nothing in terms of storytelling in franchise mode for MLB. And that's a real problem right now. We tell, we tell stories based on statistics. We make up stuff based on morale that, you know, in a, a very, very old and not well done morale system. Um, it is, there's just so many things that we have to, that forces us to make these changes. And eventually you only have so much of that to go around. There's, I, mean, I can only watch so many pirates rebuilds, one shot rebuilds on YouTube. I can only do so many of the, you know, whatever I'm doing multiple weeks in a row, it gets old because it's the same thing over and over again. Whereas Diamond Dynasty, at least there's like, there's head to head, there's new content out, there's new cards. There's only so much you can do without like actual narrative, well, not narrative, but like storytelling pieces in franchise mode. Now, and that's, I'm oh, sorry, first, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's, and that's franchise's big problem. So if you think about it, why has why 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 is Diamond Dynasty in a place where it is so successful? It's because of more people playing more days for longer than any other mode. Like, sure, Road to the Show might be the most played mode, but I don't know if it's the most consistently played mode in comparison to to Diamond Dynasty, because there is just so much you can do on a daily basis. It's updated uh, so much, and so. When you do that to to Diamond Dynasty and it and it uh, continues to get um, this entire content engine that powers it, why why would someone <laughs> keep you know uh, playing franchise mode every day when it's the same thing every day when they could get an experience that's, that literally is changing moment to moment? What's happening with the with the MLB season? Like franchise doesn't even change as much as Diamond Dynasty does in regards to the MLB season. Well, uh, even like and at this point, even road to the show is, is now built to go on to diamond dynasty. Like that's the whole yeah. point of road to the show now is, Hey, look at this new ball player mode. We added a narrative, but you can also play your player in diamond dynasty. It's like, I get it. I'm cool with that. And this is another, again, upgrade to road to the show before franchise gets touched, by the way. Um, I get it. It's played mode and I'm, I'm with friskier. They're just, there's gotta be more. There has to be more somewhere. And, and I'm glad they're pulling out the front foundation, but they've got so much work to do. It's just, it sucks to be sitting here looking into like the desert with a desert storm sitting in front of you and them on the other side going, don't worry guys, it's going to be okay. We're over here. You just got to get through this whole storm part first without knowing how to get through it. Yeah. And usually they're uh, when they say foundation year, it's usually like a three year plan or so from them. You don't even know if this is going to be three years. This could be five years if they really want to get to the point where they're at the place they want. 
And then from there, is that even going to be good enough? So it is just a, a big gray area right now. Yeah, it, it, the transparency. Let's go back to the transparency. I mean, it, you were talking about before Mills um, with DD. They they're always telling us what's going on, the roadmap of what's happening. Not only that, we have surveys too for Diamond Dynasty, but we never you see it for the offline modes. Um, we don't, don't don't bring that up. It's such a sore point right now that every <laughs> six months we get a free a Diamond Dynasty survey that goes out to everybody. Hey Show guys, and everything. Did you play the tech test? How did you feel about Diamond Dynasty? By the way, there was nothing about offline play in there whatsoever. It's just like, the only, matter of fact, the only offline play you got was against terrible live series teams that you blow well, out. Well, speaking of that, it, just going off that point alone, who do they even ask at that point when it comes to what updates to make in franchise year to year? Like, if they don't do community feedback, I mean, they, they might know an idea, but if they don't have, like, surveys or data to back it up, who who are they actually listening to? They've got data, in-game data, the king of all data that every game developer thinks is best because they don't need to they don't need to ask a person anything that could be biased or a sample population. They can literally get big sample data of the entire player base in a snap of the fingers and that tells them all. Uh, now yeah, you go, you right take here, it, you take it from there. No, I was just say, and I want everyone that listened to those words, that listened to in-game data, I want you to remember the gameplay for the last three years. I want you to remember what happened before actual people got on to, to social media and were visibly angry about gameplay issues, and they started being transparent about gameplay issues. I want you to remember how often you were mad about something and you heard nothing from SDS about it. It's because they were using in-game data to back all of their choices instead of listening to some extent. There's always going to be in-game data that's always going to be the king. But at some point, you also have to listen to, hey, look, gameplay is not where we need it to be. Fielding's not where we need it to be. Talk to us about what's going on. And then you start getting streams about, hey, look, this is what Perfect Perfect's about. This is how you do this. This is why these numbers are like this. This is what we're going off of. This is what you guys are saying. That's where that is. And that's where gameplay is now. Gameplay is now, hey, look, this is our in-game data, but this is what your feedback said. So now we're going off both of these. You know what franchise is right now? We're building a new foundation. We're not going to tell you what it's from. It's going to be a sick burrito when it's done, though, dude. Just (laughs) take our word word for it. I don't know. I want to know how many people are listening to this right now going, why do they keep talking about a damn burrito? (laughs) (laughs) Not even. Can we get get a link to the burrito in the show notes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for for someone that doesn't play Diamond Dynasty, play franchise, sorry, got caught up there, doesn't play franchise as much, and seeing the Madden movement that we saw and wanting. For me, I just want everyone to enjoy the game. I really do. And it, that's where you had the best experience as a whole community. You don't want anyone to be having like, okay, this thing's good, but they haven't paid attention here for years. Why, why is this being neglected? It's just that could be either through resources. It could be through a lot of things. But I really think like you brought it up, the gameplay, that was a perfect example. The transparency has been increased, increased, increased based on the gameplay. And we don't hear anything on um, the other side of the of the modes of the offline modes. I'm curious if we're talking about storytelling. Is there something you would do 
in order to like how like other games do like 2k maybe with my gm or my league that you put into mlb just off like offhand like off you could think of hand like would there be anything you'll take from other franchise modes from other games that you want in mlb right like oh hey they do this right like nhl i'm not big into nhl but fog of war that really intrigues me with the scouting system. Being able to, your scouting is based off the scouts you hire, and that's the rating you see. Am I, I think I'm correct on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Fog of War, like that made me want to jump into franchise. Be like, that's a kind of cool aspect. i never seen that before. Um, I believe Madden used to have it back in the day, but I, I won't go there um, just yet, Mills. So don't worry. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Would, is there other things that are already out there? Like, oh, how how come Sony's not doing this? Or I so, honestly, I got for, let, let first go first. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> and this is something the Mills and I talk about a lot. Like off much. off pod in chat, hip chat, text, whatever it may be. That last on the hour phone and a half phone conversation yeah. <laughs> we had. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I think that I got to make a point of distinction or, or clarification. Um, because story, like Mills brought up, is something that that is talked about a lot. But story is a very vague word that people think means different things. And so I think first we need to define what story means in this regard. Now, I'm I'm not advocating and saying like, hey, I want a story mode. I want you to write a script and then literally go to some soundstage and film a thing like long shot or anything. I'm not 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 that type of story. And I want to I want to bring it back to, um, you know, a friend of mine who used to work, um, you know, at, at Activision when they were also um, basically publishing uh, Destiny. Uh, and when when he came to EA, uh, when I was there, he told me a story about their design ethos around weapons. And after he told me to, him, I, was, I was like, I was like, that's it. That's the definition that I've been looking for forever about what story means. And so as they were designing weapons, they, they, were, they were like, okay, we need to obviously have base lore or a story behind the context of the weapon. But here's the thing. No one cares about lore or context at all. No one cares. The, the instance that they do care is if there is a journey or effort that was put into getting that weapon. So what we need to do is offer both. We need to make it that any weapon you get that you could go tell anyone on the internet in a video, in a stream, or your friend, hey, I stayed up all night, I was farming coins, and all of a sudden this weapon dropped or I did this thing, and then here's the details of how good it is and how it works behind, and then that is your story. It is two parts. It is, it is uh, engine or game produced, and then it's person produced. There's no world where you can have a really good, impactful um, experience where it's just one-sided. You have to deliver both. Uh, and when I heard that, I was just like, man, that's it. That is why I keep talking to Mills about Sonny Aochi because he made up the story, but we also know how you drafted him. And, and like, so that's a shred of a story that, that happened in MLB The Show and there was no dialogue or anything, but those are so fleeting. Those, those moments are so infrequent and they come and go, and that's what um, we all want and like really try and get and hold on for. But it just happens so uh, 
uh, inconsistently. And it's not, it's, or there's something that breaks it or immersion breaker um, that kind of ruins that story or, or, um, you know, something like uh, along those lines, but I hope that all made sense. And they have the opportunity to do this. Um, I mean, even something as easy as, and this sounds crazy, but like, cause it does go kind of the, the lore thing, but the social media kind of like feed that, that is available that gives you kind of a connection to the rest of the league. But at the same time, scouting is so dry. Scouting is so absolutely dry. It's so hard to make a connection to any one of these draft picks. And again, it's a little tougher in MLB, but actually the fact that you don't get your player into the major leagues immediately, there are so many stories waiting to be told there. And stories are told over like obstacles. How, how, are, how can you overcome obstacles? How can you overcome personalities? How do you make things mesh? Again, you have a morale system where if I bite, if I bat Mike Trout second, his morale goes down because it's so cut and dry and so just nothing to it that, Hey, the second position in the lineup isn't considered a superstar. Instead of having any kind of back and forth with Trout about that, or having any kind of personality that honestly, Mike Trout would bat sixth and be happy with it. That, that's just the way Trout is. There is no personalities in the game. You're either a superstar because you're being paid like a superstar because you're playing like a superstar or you're just a role player. And no, there's no in between. There's no, hey, you know what? I'd really, well, don't mind being a superstar or I don't mind being a role player, even though I'm a 90 overall. Like there are no Ben Zobris in the game. There are no anything like that in the game. These are all tools you can use. And I don't need, I don't need to be, have my hand held through the game. I don't need Robert Flores telling me through, as the game goes along going, hi, you're going to go to first base next. Okay. Now you're going to hit a double. Now you're going to hit a home run. Next. Like, I don't need to be told what to do, but I need to be given context around my decisions and why they were good, why they were bad and how everything is working. Again, they're trying to do that with UI. They're trying to do changes in UI so you kind of understand the mechanics but the mechanics don't mean anything without context. The mechanics are literally just, I can be playing out of the park baseball. What this is, is this is low class out of the park baseball with gameplay. That's all it is. And that can't be it. You have to give more than that for a franchise mode. You have gameplay on your book. You can use gameplay as, as a tool, but gameplay doesn't work as a tool. If there's no context. What a, Imagine if Nick, and I'm not looking for fighting, obviously, but you can do something along the lines of Nick Castellanos just got plunked the game before, right? Or he hit a, hit a bomb the game before, comes back the next game, gets plunked, goes around the bases, slides in the home, and flexes. Why does he flex? Well, because he got plunked the same game. And why did he get plunked? Because he had to bomb them before and they wanted to make him respect the plate. That's a story. There's no narrative there. There's no guaranteed narrative there. That's just reactions in the game. And they don't have that. It's almost like yeah, a, I mean, like a, like a random event in like destiny or like a, like, you know, one of those MMO games. Yep. Just random thought. Yeah. I mean, your example, you just gave mills, like they have all these, they're tracking all these metrics and situations. They just don't ever present them to you. Back to your Mike Trout thing. They've got a morale system. They don't use it. Okay. You, you, Trout's expecting to be a star. He's performing low. You put him as six in the lineup. Now he's pissed. Now he says something to the media. Now the fans are mad at you as a GM, and you got to manage that. Now fans are actually not showing up to games, and you're losing money. 
but we're not even going to talk about money yet because they don't even have incoming like funds. <laughs> like yeah. fun, funds aren't even a. Th- I mean, I think they're like an outlying thing. But let's be fair. The way the budget system works now, you realize if I put the Yankees roster on the Orioles and the Orioles roster on the Yankees, the Yankees would have a sixty million dollar budget for the entirety of franchise, and the Orioles would have a three hundred million dollar budget. That's just the way the budget system works because there's no salary cap in the games. The other games have the have the um, ability to have a salary cap and give you that as an obstacle. This game doesn't have a salary cap, so I could literally line my team up with legends on a roster before I load in and then have like a five hundred million dollar budget for the rest of the, the rest of the time. And it's not going to change anything because I've got this budget with no cap. I can just spend whatever I want. They have they have very core functions that they need to fix and add on to. So they're, they're not only are their core functions broken, they also, they actually have to add on to them to make them mean anything. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, I went really deep there. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. I'm all fear. This is uh, I'm I'm taking every every uh, yeah. second in. So this is uh, I love it. Um, it's like a learning experience for Scuffy and I. We're just yeah. looking at our minds blown right now. Yeah, pretty you wanna, much. You want your mind blown? How long has interleague been in baseball? Long time. Yeah. Rotating interleague schedules aren't in the show. Really? You play the same teams. You play the same National League teams every time, every game. If you're an American League team, every schedule. And th- that just seems like such a basic thing. Like, I, I'm, I may be ignorant. I don't know anything about coding. I'm sure it's difficult. And obviously, I'm sure the people at SDS are very talented there. But, like, that just seems like something that should be almost a given when it comes to something like baseball, where that is such a key point of every single season is, oh, the NL West is going to play the, the AL East this year. So you might see Dodgers, Yankees, mm-hmm. but you might not see that again for – X amount of years. That just seems like something that should be so basic. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, I, once again, I'm learning a whole bunch of yeah. things right now. So this is just me getting kind of, I'm like upset and I'm going to play the mode. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I have that. I have that effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also another thing, like a big thing is the trading um, where you can't do three team trades or something like that. A lot of people bring that up. That's been, or just three players. That's all you could do. Um, can you tr- trade draft picks since that's the thing now in MLB? No. Oh boy. Can't trade draft picks. Can't trade draft pool. Can't try trade their national pool. Can't trade any kind of money whatsoever. Um, well, no, they, this year they added, did they add trading money last year? I think, uh, as part of it, but th- maximum three teams. So even if you wanted to trade Trout, you couldn't. You'd have to trade him for three players, which when in reality, there's no team no, that's giving no three players up yeah. for Mike Trout. So it's just one of those things. And again, budget-wise, the way the budgets are is... <laughs> let me let me give you an example. Let's say Francisco Lindor has a five-year deal for $30 million, or for $20 million. But in real life, he's got a 10-year deal for $30 million, Right. The Mets see him as overvalued the second the game turns on in franchise mode because right. they see his player value as if we're going off the screen they showed in the, in the franchise premiere. The second a real contract gets jumped in he, and he's like a 90 overall, they see him as being 10 million overpaid. And that makes him, all, depending on their roster, makes him expendable if another team would take him on. That's where the problems jump in. And this happened when they instituted real contracts three years ago. This happened, and we told them it was going to happen. Some people told them it was going to happen, and then it just happened anyway because that's the way budgets work. And then the worst part is when they get rid of Lindor, that opens up that $30 million that they don't necessarily have. Like, if they're not making money, they don't like the Mets will always have that money now. 
in game. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to like, doesn't necessarily mean they should have it. Even if they're performing horribly, they're still going to have it. So they've got a lot of building blocks that are, have problems right now. Okay. And it, it, uh, before we get to the last topic of franchise, I do want to go over March October before we get to that. And the l- last topic I do want to go over is first survey re- results. First off, why SES didn't put up the first one like we discussed with first one. But let's get to March October real quick. Um, they also went into over March October. They went over four different new features. It didn't seem like a lot. Um, they went over prospects where you could play minor league uh, games to fast track the call-out process. Um, they went over the playoff presentation. Team Infinity Rewards has been re- increased when reaching playoffs. And then the lineups and rotation logic. They streamlined the process where you could access the lineup or rotation anywhere you want. Um, it, it seems very minimal. Am I, am I okay to say that? I, th- I think for those updates and you also get the minor league stats, which will be in franchise and MTO. They were in the game before and now they're, they got removed and now they're back. Don't know why that was. Um, but yeah, March, October itself. I, the one that really intrigues me um, is the player minor league games, the fast track call-out process. Now, do you, when we play March, October, do you try to play as realistically and simulation as possible? Because that doesn't feel like, a thing where like oh hey i could just boost up this prospects like just get up to the majors by just playing this one game or two games and then he's going to be in the majors or do you just go through the mode just to get the experience of the mode so i guess the question is yeah i kind of rephrased that a little bit sorry yeah yeah no i got I, no you're good i got i got i think i i think i'm following you it's really uh what is the intended way to play Mm-hmm. based off of the design from San Diego studios. Yeah. Like, well, you know, just cutting to the chase, going back to our earlier conversation around growth, the data that they, that they've received is people don't play uh, a full season in franchise mode. One, two, they don't play all games in franchise mode. Three, they don't understand it. So they turn auto on essentially everything. Those are three pretty red flags. If you do build out this crazy detailed mode and you're like, crap, no one's playing more than one season. Uh, No one is even playing the games or playing multiple games. And three, they don't know what they're doing. So they just have a computer do it all. And this is a majority of people. It's not everybody. This is a majority of people. So now you've got to create some design that answers those questions or solves those problems so that you can grow franchise mode to a more casual or uh, casual is not even the right word, maybe a, a non hard hardcore audience. And so they're like, okay, we're going to make it much easier for someone to get through a season. Okay. 10 hours, 12 hours. That's reasonable because that's the average amount that a single player story is. Okay. Two, they don't understand how to manage their teams. We're going to give them better logic and uh, AI or, or AI assisted um, you know, systems to help them do that on their own, but we're not going to make it feel like it's all auto. We're going to throw in little things to them to make them feel like they are a part of the conversation or they're a part of the decision making. Um, and then thirdly, uh, we're just not going to drop them off and be like, Hey, congratulations, MTO over. We're going to allow them to, c- to continue on if they want, but no pressure. The Mo is not designed to do that. All we want is to increase the amount of time 
uh, or the attachment rate, it's what it's called, to this specific mode so that they can mature into franchise or not yeah. feel intimidated to play it later. And so think about it like dynamic difficulty or beginner franchise. That's, that's what March to October is. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, even when I play March to October, I play it to win. And that's the way it's set up. The way it's set up is to win the first season. Otherwise, they would have multiple seasons and tell you, hey, look, you can rebuild your team for the third year. Like if you're starting with the Baltimore Orioles in March to October, you get the, don't you get the same team affinity points as if you win the World Series with the, the Yankees? I think, it's the same, I think it's the same thing. They're, they're planning you to win no matter what. Um, that being said, I, I, I had faith in March to October when they announced it. I went back and looked at some of my tweets today that, that, like, that isolated against March to October from two years ago and said, hey, look, the way to play franchise mode now is to play March to October and then transfer into franchise mode. And then I played it and realized that like the trades are wildly inconsistent. Um, the trades are built to have you to you get a star midseason, um, which again might speak to the trade logic upgrade this year, hopefully. Um, but honestly, I think they would rather have people casual people want to trade for big bats or, or like a star pitcher or something. Like they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose that first season and and have to restart or for whatever reason because. Once they go in the franchise mode, if they wanted to lose the first season in franchise mode or in March, October, they would have just played franchise. Especially if you try and get new users play this, like get into more March, October franchise and having them being DD players at begin with, they go and want to win because of the rewards are there. Um, and like you said, they're, they're the same on the same rewards. Just the difficulty is whatever increased the rewards or not. Um, if I, for me personally, I did like March October when it first, I think this is the third year going. Yeah, third year that we're going to March October. Beginning, I liked it. Um, it was it was fun for I guess us DD players when we got to double the points that one time last year. Um, but besides that, I mean, I'd rather play franchise. I I will say I I still want to get into franchise. I want I want something to grab me and say here. I've been. Uh, but for for that fix right now, it's just out of park baseball for me. Um, but I want to be MLB the show is definitely my favorite game. I played this all year round. I want to be invested into franchise more. And March October kind of didn't do it for me personally. But I kind of um, want you guys to be able to have like a custom like a custom league where you can have more than one season. Yeah, where, where, I, where I, I can go into have... online franchise. Online franchise is where I originally play online. Um, I started playing online franchise in MLB show 13. Um, that was my favorite part. Group me. Do you, does anyone remember group me? The, it's like a discord before mm-hmm. discord. Um, we had a whole group me. It was a big community. We had 30 guys throughout each year and it was a blast because not only you get to develop your, you get to play franchise pretty much. You develop your, I remember the drafts were a big deal. Um, the playoffs were a big deal and just seeing the trades between myself and other members of the league it was a lot of fun and year in year out that's what i looked forward to but once um i got more invested in dd um i went to dd but i do miss that aspect of being involved in a franchise or online that base i understand why they removed it um for the server Mm -hmm. base but it's been what two three years now um i think it's capable i thought like you said we haven't heard anything about uh online custom leagues and that kind of scares me too. I'm, I was kind of hoping they just, that's the foundation that they're just going to keep on building up. 
but maybe like you said, it could be in the DD stream. That's one of the reasons I want to see a roadmap, honestly, is because a lot of things are said pre-release every year for all games. This is not just SDS, but for all games. And a lot of things are walked back very quickly by the next season um, or by the next time the game's released. Roadmaps, like something, again, I bring Madden up because the executive director literally is on video saying, this is what we're going to do. We can, we can go back to that now and go, look, hey, look, this is what you guys said. Whether you do it or not, at least if they don't do it, we, this is, we, have, we have accountability of, why, of who we can blame and who is not, not done. And, and I feel like at this point, SDS has not done that. And I don't think SDS has even come close to saying, outside of saying, hey, we have to tear this down. There's a lot to do in the mode. Well, but you're telling us something we've known for the last five years. Um, tell me what you, tell me what, show me what you're going to do for me. Don't show me what, what you've done wrong in the last five years. The recipe. Yeah. 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 My burrito. <laughs> or my Chipotle or whatever you're sponsored yeah. by today. <laughs> now, now so I, oh, go ahead, Frisk. I was going to say, I dropped, a, so I dropped a graphic here in our Discord chat, but maybe there's a, we can do a link to it in the show notes. The recipe, what, what, what Mills was hoping to see. Um, I took initiative and said, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it, I'm going to lay it out for mm. them. And we'll get some live feedback. We'll put it out there and then see where it goes from there. Um, and I, I don't even remember when I posted this, like literally right when they, right when they released, I think the March, October Tatis and coach video. Um, but basically if you think about critical situations today in franchise mode, they really just need to give that thing to boot and make March, October it. Now think about this. You got a foundation for, mm. for franchise, this thing that they're going to build. It needs to have total control, have to be able to customize literally as much as they're allowed to, or the MLB is going to allow them to do, you know, change leagues, realignment, expansion, like all the things to make, you know, kind of like sandbox so that someone can make it their own baseball world. But then you, you now take a look at different ways that you can play. March to October is a variable way to play classic franchise or the franchise we know today is a variable way to play uh, or taking more, more management GM aspects is a way to play. And let people interchange from that, right? Multiple seasons. Maybe one month I want to do March, October style. The next month I want to do classic. Then, Or maybe I only want to do GM, but I want to then do the postseason March, October just for the postseason. Like, to be honest, that's how I play. I basically simulate and do GM all through the season. And then I play critical situations in the postseason. And then I jump back into GM for offseason. That's, that's my cycle. And so... Sure, maybe a little bit is me thinking about designing for myself, but I'm also watching how other people are playing. And the reality is there's just so many different ways to play. They need to create a base system that honestly can be switches be flipped by anyone at any time as they're going through so that uh, just like in the show today, gameplay-wise, you can do pinpoint and do... Well, pinpoint will be the way, but you can also do all these different cameras... If uh, everyone can make it their own, the way they play currently can't, can't do that today in franchise mode. They say you can, but you really can't. And then on top of that, this is where the difficulty, um, you know, comes in. Like there's, there's uh, a, a way that you can be, uh, it can be custom, but they need to find ways to make it. This is where the growth mindset comes in. How can it be easy or rookie or beginner way to progress you through this entire experience 
versus someone that's a you know super user, a core user. Like at the end of the day, this is what they've got to figure out. They've got to figure out how they can make everything one thing together and make it ultim- ultimately customizable down to the individual, but also easy for them to set it up the way they want to play. I was going to ask this question to you guys, um, but I mean, I think you just kind of answered it. I was going to say, is is March to October something you think that should just be implemented into franchise itself? Or do you still think it should be its own separate mode? Because the issue that I have from a non-franchise March to October guy is I don't like the fact that one update or one mode gets an update and the other doesn't or something on one doesn't go to the other. I mean, once again, I'm no game designer, but I feel like when you have two modes that are each individual experiences, but trying to do the same sort of end goal of controlling a team, I I don't see a reason why one should get a specific upgrade and one shouldn't unless it's very, very mode specific. I I don't see how two two different modes that we don't even know like at this point if it's running on the same system or not the same system it's very confusing for me that this gets more attention than this and going back to what we said earlier about splitting the user base it just doesn't seem to make make much sense to me so i'm curious this is something that you guys want to see implemented into the actual franchise mode to build it out from almost within I'm going to counter myself a little bit with the conversation I've had tonight by saying I would rather them just drop franchise and build out on March to October and make more options in it. March to October, I think, is a better experience in terms of overall if they gave more control on how you could play and and, and being able to play. You should be able to play 162 games. The problem is, and I know a lot of people have already seen this, March to October is Team Affinity tied to it. So any kind of customization, you have to remember that people are going to try to cheat that mode. If they can find a way to cheat that mode to get Team Affinity points in Diamond Dynasty, they're going to cheat that mode and try to get Team Affinity points. So now they've backed themselves into a corner where March October was supposed to be the new franchise mode, but franchise mode by definition needs customization with it. But you can't customize it because you've put an end goal for a, for a mode that has money behind it or time there's currency behind it you're 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 kind of you're kind of stuck i'd love to see march october in franchise mode i'd love to see that in general but again i would also love to see if if you're gonna make march october the new franchise mode then why in the world are you doing anything to franchise mode like literally let it go tell people hey look we've done all we can do with this mode it's here we're gonna we're gonna make it I hate to say this word because another game used it. We're going to make it classic franchise mode. And then just like, this is going to be the new baby and we're going to continue to update this. And this is what your new experience is going to be. But you can't even do that now because you've tied it in diamond dynasty. So honestly, I don't think it's an option to put it in. I think that's their big major problem now is that I think they ran into this problem where they're like, wow, a lot of people are playing March or October to get these team affinity points. We wanted to use it to get, Diamond Dynasty players to maybe see what franchise was all about. I think we screwed up. I think it went the other way around. Whether it was meant or not, we'll leave that alone. And we made March to October this this like mode that people can spend 10 to 15 hours in and get this really good head start into Diamond Dynasty. As long as they're tied together, it's not gonna matter what we want. You can't put them, you can't put franchise in March to October. Even I hate to say it, they're not even on the same level of, of being a franchise mode. Because you can't you'll never be able to customize March to October while it's tied to Diamond Dynasty. 
Yeah. So the thing is, Mills, they made this mistake before. And I'll say it in terms, uh, you know, Cougs, Scuffy, you guys can understand because it is squarely on DD, the community challenges. They rolled that out and said, hey, build your own scenario and you can people, the community will play it and then you'll gain stubs from that. And what did people do? Cheese the hell out of it and they had to rip and they had to rip it out. So you can't. Just like Mill said, they're backed into a corner with March or October. It's at this point, it's probably better being a Diamond Dynasty feature than it is franchise. Uh, a way for Diamond Dynasty players to to get you guys more interested in playing franchise than getting anyone to play franchise into Diamond Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I've seen. I've seen people who you know are trying to grind out team affinity and they're like, you know, yeah, I don't really feel like, you know, doing all these uh, exchanges or offline innings. I'm just going to put 10, 12 hours into March to October. And then, you know, I'll get my rewards from there versus, oh, you know, I feel like playing some March to October today because I kind of feel like, you know, seeing what the Royals can do in a full, in a full season. It's you, you guys are right. It doesn't feel like there is a franchise focus on it. And I think you even tweeted it Mills. You said when when they did the question and answer before the the feature premiere, it said uh, when you start off your Q and A for a March to October and franchise centric feature premiere with how will this affect my Diamond Dynasty rewards? There's an issue, and it's it's the more you guys are talking about it, the more it's opening my eyes to that. Their better bet is I know they've had an issue with like single player Diamond Dynasty and trying to create more content for that. Their best bet would be move March or October into Diamond Dynasty, make it a mode where you can use your Diamond Dynasty team as like in a season, make those teams be like community teams or whatever else you want to make them and make the different challenge tiers that way. So like make like the top tier, like World Series teams from that season where you have a locked in roster. And that, or maybe even like a draft roster, you could draft a roster against a bunch of teams and make a different theme every every inning or whatever. That would be a way better use of March to October right now. And then you know what they should do is they should tear franchise from its roots and start fresh. Because when I say when I made that burrito reference, however many years ago, I'm very serious that right now what they're doing is they're tearing like like Frisk said. They're unraveling the burrito. They're putting all the pieces out. And the problem is, is that they're ripping certain pieces out. And there's no, I, I don't have that much faith. I know something about coding. I don't know a ton about game dev coding. I will say this. It is incredibly tough to take logic from anything, yank it out of current code, and then put it back in, in a, in a fixed state without affecting everything else. I, I have a real, and again, just minor the Lindor thing where they didn't even catch Lindor thing like in a, in a, in a feature premiere that they had however long to prepare it's pre-recorded. This was not a live thing that slipped out. They put a pre-recorded 10 minute franchise video out with a mistake in their budget that I called out to them two years ago. There is a, they, they're better off just tearing the entire mode out and starting fresh and being like, hey, look, we're going to make a new franchise mode. It's going to be a little feature feature light for the first year. But here's our roadmap. This is what the new franchise mode is going to look like. This is what two years is going to look like. This is what three years is going to look like. This is our commitment to you as a franchise community. I have two things to say real quick. Let me bl- So first one, let me blow you guys' minds, Scuffy and Kooks. March, oh, October. To, so think about engine. 
Like, don't even think about features or all the fluff and UI. Just think about engine. In March, October, you have a team. You then hit a button. It spins. Uh, and a situation comes up. You play it. And you hit a button, spin, play it. In moments, you have a team. You go in. You play that moment. The moment's over. Then you move on to another moment. That engine is exactly the same. The moment in the March-October engine is exactly the same. The only difference is that March-October is generated in real time. There's something that happens, and then the moment's generated after the last moment. In moments today in Diamond Dynasty, they're laid out for you. But really, it's the exact same engine. And so if you want to think about what March-October could do for Diamond Dynasty, is it just like Mill said. You take a team into a moment, you play that moment, it logs what happens, and then it generates another moment for you based off of what just happened. But there's, it's really like, when you, just look, when you deconstruct it like that, you're like, oh, this is, this is basically just real-time moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's randomly generated, but it's got some sort of system to where it generates moments that are critical situations. Yep. It's like, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. And even going off what you said, Mills, about... Just implementing that whole mode into Diamond Dynasty, I think that solves a major problem of Diamond Dynasty as well with not having a or not maybe not solves it, but it helps add to the problem of not having a true single player experience in Diamond Dynasty. All you're doing is playing against the CPU or you're doing the old timers things or you're playing extra innings or or whatever it is like that. They need a single player experience to use your cards without you know, being it being tied to some program or something. And it has to be a curated for me, for me, the thing with the all timers thing is they were done in moments. So none of the stats counted towards anything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I will say is that was a great place to be able to play against those all time teams. But when you're playing against them and it doesn't mean anything, we've already got Babe Ruth. I mean, I've already got Cougs playing first base for my team. There's literally no reason for me to continue to play the all time squad. Um, It needs to be. And the other thing that I need is it needs to be curated. I don't want to like, don't get me wrong. I love playing random games at, at this point. I can play random games against whatever team I want or like, you know, the Orioles or whatever team I want to beat up on. It needs to be curated. It needs to be difficulty tiered to allow anyone that plays single player. Cause the one thing about diamond dynasty is head to head is one of the single most overwhelming things that a new gamer can do, especially in a game with the difficulty curve that MLB the show has. The best way to get their feet wet in the mode is to do exactly what NBA 2K does is they have it. They have what's called domination mode um, where you go up against curated teams with building up to an end game, building up to a in, in full games, mind you, in full games, not three inning games. That's conquest. Uh, and they do a good job with conquest, actually. So I'm thinking more of along the lines of full games where they have a, an end game goal and like, like a card at the end of it. But it's a curated experience. It's not me going, oh, I just randomly want to pick a team and play against it. It's something with a card at the end of it, and it's difficulty selected. Every time you go into one, you can go pro, all-star, Hall of Fame, whatever you want to play on. They have one just like like Extreme Conquest was this year. They have one right now called Mystery Domination that is playing on Hall of Fame against 99 overall teams. It is extremely hard to get all the stuff for it, but... That's what that's what the player base wants. Give us different curated experiences. Yeah, it gives you a goal to achieve. I mean, it's, it's, that's I mean that's get that's get gets you that fix to get into it um, and to try it out. I loved the the 
like Kook said, your example of what to do with MTO, bringing Deion Diamonds, honestly, even drafting a team. Um, for me personally, I could, I know, I love just putting those team teams together, and that'd be kind of cool to see, and then get the stats on top of that. Um, if I need it, if I need like prestige somewhere or something like that. Um, let me get to our last topic today. And Frisk, you came with us today. I think you posted this like two days ago. Two days ago, he posted his own f- survey of franchise. With all the franchise news, we had mixed opinions um, as we hear tonight. Um, and he put that out there. And we got over 18,000 responses. And 19, it's live right now. Oh, I'm live. Yeah. 1,909 responses. And when, when would that end? Because we could post this on the YouTube uh, comment below in the description. So if you guys are listening to this and want to fill this out, we'll put the link there. You know, Scott, I didn't really have a plan for when it would end. It okay, so like, we'll put it there then. then we're good. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to hand it over to you of what you saw out of these results, um, what intrigued you. And then we'll just have a little table discussion and go from there. For sure, and I'll make the I'll make that part quick because uh, I know we're we're been yeah. burning the midnight yeah, oils. We are. <laughs> this is a good show, though. Um, I, I will say this though, um, going back to uh, a point, and I think uh, you guys would all agree with me. I know Mills will especially agree. It just I, I didn't I honestly didn't anticipate that much uh, anger coming out of the franchise reveal. Um, not only that, there is like so many different sides of it. And, uh, you know, that is early signs. I've seen it before. This is early signs of, you know, the community are pointing at each other to argue. That is short-lived because the next step is they now start pointing at, at the common evil, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, um, you know, the publisher or the creator of the game. And so, like I said, I've seen this before. Um, tell tell him where you saw it, Prince. I'll tell him where you saw it. That's what happened with Madden. The it year happened before, with FIFA, before, with career mode FIFA too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. The year before it, Vix Madden franchise came out with Madden, it was all of us arguing with each other about how what we could do better to get feedback. Or they were yelling at the game changers for not giving feedback. They were yelling at people for creating negative content. They were yelling at people for creating positive content when the mode wasn't get, like it was all over the place in Madden. And then this year they finally said, screw it. Everyone said it's Madden's fault. And MLB's mm-hmm. dangerously close to it's Sony's fault. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the path they're on. Cause I'll, I'll give an example. Now this is not a, not a path that I'll take, but let me just give you an example. I made a video, uh, a more positive, more optimistic video. Uh, and there's some, some negative comments, but really I'm, like I said, I'm, if you're looking at that graphic, I'm like, okay, they're talking to me about foundation. If they can truly this year start to fix the foundation, then they can in the future start thinking about adding features and different ways to play. That is the right path. However, though, if it, the, if it comes out, uh, franchise comes out, foundation is wrecked, just like Mills said, what do you think is going to happen in my comments? People are going to be coming for my head. Frisk, you told me this. See, you're the problem. You do this. And then that's where the creator is like, well, okay, now I'm the bullet shield. I'm the meat shield for... M.Frisk on YouTube, by the way. Um, If you want all all comments, please. (laughs) M.Frisk on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And so what happens is you've got very positive um, or, uh, you know, creators that don't like to maybe take a side that want to deliver the news or they want to show that there's progress 
But then those haters come full force back on those individuals. And then that's when they buckle and they're like, all right, I'm, I'm Mr. Negative or, you know, Mrs. Negative too. And that's the next thing that happens after that. And so, and so I'm generally speaking. And so for me, I was like, you know what? I've seen, I've seen this playbook. I know what play is about to be run next. Let me, attempt to try to do some good and, and, and get some type of information. Cause I know, I think, I feel, I believe those are statements that every team's allergic, every dev team's allergic to hearing what one person's thoughts are. And so and while, going back, while he's getting these numbers here, just real quick. They have the opportunity to stop this. They don't ask any creator to go up on the wall for them. Okay. When, when creators like myself or, or Frisk are up on the wall saying, Hey, look, give them a chance. That's our, that's us having faith in the product or us having faith in the, in the, in the way it's happened. And I've done it before. They've never asked that. They will never ask us to do that, but they have the opportunity to stop it too. They have the opportunity to make sure that this does not happen by becoming transparent. And if they don't do that, they're, that's their own hook. They're putting their own hook out there. And again, Madden had that opportunity too. And look what happened. They became transparent. Negativity is still there because people, people have been hurt before. But at the same time, there's a large portion of the community that what Madden did, they're like, okay, we're on board. Let's do this together. Sony, Sony's going to keep holding their, holding their cards close to their vest, man. And eventually it, the, the mob is going to turn around. Like, like Frisk said, we're all at each other's throats right now. Eventually they're going to turn around to a common enemy. And, and Sony has no one to blame but themselves for that. Yeah. I, it's, it's been like Kook said, it's been, this has been very eye opening. Um, it has been making me more, more emotional to be, um, more active of pushing for you guys to get what you want. Um, all this has been, and from seeing the results and to be honest with you, Frisk, to have over 1,900 results already within the past two or three days, you could show the past, these fans uh, of these modes are very passionate about this. And I think Mills was saying, if it continues going this route, it's just going to increase that, that cry and that outpour of wanting this mode to be better because it should be. And, um, yeah, I, I, this is very, I don't know. Cougs, I'm speaking from DD player of us. I assume you're on the same boat here because I'm like speechless and lost that words because I want, I see where you guys are more coming from beforehand. I didn't, I I'll be honest with you. I'll be transparent with you. I, I was so focused on like where, where's the DD updates? What's this? What's that? What's that? What's that? I never <laughs> next legend was, reveal. Yeah, when's the next legend? Yeah. Who's the next legend? Um, what's predictions for that? Uh, how am I going to get this card? Is this going to be a program? Is it a flawless card? Is it World Series? I could go all day on that, but 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 behind my mind, I'm never like okay, what's new for a franchise? What's new for Road to Show? Because I neglect those modes because or I never got thinking, pulled back in. Yeah, or or just thinking about how the actual franchise community mm. sees you know us all getting so excited and getting so giddy over some of these new legends or new features and they're just kind of like depth chart you know <laughs> yeah, right. yeah you got- <laughs> there it is take it away mills what are you been waiting for this depth chart <laughs> <laughs> depth chart <laughs> 
Yeah. And so I think that's a perfect segue, Cougs. Um, so I, you know, so I threw out a survey. I was like, all right, let me let me just try and organize a community, um, at least in this moment of passion, to use it for some good. Like I said, either I get a middle finger back or I get a thanks frisk. I don't even really care about it for me. I just don't want to get to where it's at. Yeah. And so what I did was um, I went and talked to uh, some of the top uh, franchise creators, Ant Ortiz, RGS. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Kasabe, who's a, he's a, he's a creator in the vault, uh, Bacon and Raiden and all the people that are, you know, around the space that are creating in the game or out of the game. I also looked at their wishlist videos. I then itemized that. I looked at the comments and sourced what people were kind of commenting about the most. I've made probably the same wishlist video for like five years now. And so I kind of had a pretty good idea going into it. But anyways, I narrowed it down to 16 different things. And I'm not going to go through those 16. You can look at the survey, uh, the link to see it. Um, but 19, here, let me do a quick refresh and then we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll cap it off here. 1,910 responses later. Um, here's where we're at. And so um, th- there, there's, there's 16 uh, big, like big features that um, were talked about quite a lot. Um, and then we asked people uh, from zero to five, zero meaning you could care, five meaning if it's not in the game, I'm raging, um, to basically uh, for every one of those things and, and kind of rate it from their perspective. And so uh, the top three were uh, a revamped scouting um, and uh, kind of draft uh, system. Uh, 61% of people said it, it was the most important thing. They rated it, gave it a five. Uh, the second thing was multi-team and player trade. So like, like you talked about, Scuffy, more than three teams, more than three players. Uh, and then number three, uh, 52% um, was just bring back the owner mode that we lost in what year did they take it out? But uh, I think I it was like, Jeez. Yeah. And there's so many other things that got such high responses here. Um, but those those are the, the main ones. Uh, and eventually I'll publish uh, all of the results. I want to make sure I can get it uh, to some, some people on the MLB uh, uh, community team to kind of see it first so they're not receiving it publicly like everybody else. Uh, but eventually I want everybody to see this. I'll probably go into details on what those things are. Uh, there are three that I was actually really surprised were um, at the bottom, though. Um, and, uh, those three were, uh, one of these is going to be really controversial, uh, but we'll talk about it. Uh, the first one was historical rosters. So in out of the park baseball, you can start in any year. And then each draft class after that is like that year's draft class. You can literally remake the MLB from starting in 2001 if you want. Um, and so that's something that was talked about, but 14% of people said they could care about that. Uh, the second least, uh, interesting feature was online franchise. Uh, also, 14% of people said they could care uh, about online franchise. And so it's a topic that always comes up, but it's just one that is polarizing. Like there's people that love it. There's people that like, I don't even care. Uh, and then the last one was um, ratings fog of war. I, I think uh, 11% of people said um, they, they could care about that. And and I think that ratings is already confusing for a lot of people. Yeah. That, now making it so you've got a guess or at least uh, making that a feature 
sure, maybe it's cool, but it's like, don't prioritize it over these other 13 things that are like high profile items, like full minor leagues, you know, single A rookie, being able to customize settings and franchise, actual record books. You can see what happens each year of your franchise, custom draft classes, coaching carousel, like the list goes on. There's a ton. But so th- those are the, the top line results. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll share the full ones later. Franchise is where it is right now. Franchise is where gameplay was two years ago. When everyone was yelling about gameplay and not feeling like anyone was being heard or felt like it was it two years ago or was it three years ago, whatever it was. I remember there being a summer where everyone MLB everyone, 18. Yeah. That was, I, 18. I didn't, that was one born, Derby. Yeah. So, and everyone felt like they weren't being listened to because Sony didn't talk about it. Sony just let, let it go and said, well, we'll talk. When we have something to say. And I think in today's world, while I don't agree with having like developers on social media, having those kind of attacks, I think it is almost as important as making, getting the features out there is that talking to your community in a controlled message, like with these streams about your features, about what's coming, because the more empty space there is, the more you leave up to chance, the more, Hey, here you go. Diamond Dynasty people. The more you leave up to people's RNG in their head, they start thinking about what could be, what couldn't be, what is and what isn't going to happen, um, what's happened in the past, what, what they're predicting for the future. And when you start doing that is when you get people angry, because then they start setting their own bars. They start setting what they think should happen. They start setting, hey, look, the best thing a, the best thing a developer can do is say, hey, look, this is the bar. Like it, love it, hate it. This is the bar. This is where your expectation is going to be. And eventually we'll either go up and down as we go, but we're going to tell you where the bar is. So you can get your anger out in your first day and then be like, okay, this is what we're working towards. And right now there's not even a, there's not a bar. There's not a jungle gym. I can't even see the park from where we're at because uh, we just don't know what's coming. Yeah. If yeah, I hope this will begin the stage of where they could be more transparent with that but right now it doesn't look that's going to be the case um now just final question here before we get off here where do you expect to see franchise come in two three years do you expect to keep on be on this path or do you think something's finally going to click be like look we need to do something here or it's going to be too late like you're pointing at like say if it's 2025 where is franchise there or do you even want to look that forward to? You want to take one year by year? Is that? I'll I'll jump in. Sure, Chris, just because I know I've, I know Mills has a big smile on his face, uh, and this this is a good kind of you know tie the bow on on mm-hmm. the video I made uh, about the eleven features, quote unquote, as Mills said, uh, <laughs> of of in franchise mode. This is going to be the single biggest year for MLB the Show ever. Mm-hmm. And so one of two things is going to happen. One, a lot more people are going to show up and have a lot to say, get angry, or I'm prepared to be wrong. I'm prepared to finally it be put to bed that no one cares about franchise mode other than 36-year-old me that's been playing it in every game that's existed for 2000, 2003. Um, but with a... There's, there's a potential that 10 to 15 million people will play this game in compared to the, you know, the 2 to 3 million before. 
And that is a lot more people, a lot more data, a lot more conversation on the internet, a lot more viewers, a lot more creators. And with all of those things, I've seen it, comes a very loud, vibrant um, message from that community. Uh, And either it'll happen or it won't. I'm going to say this and I'm going to hate myself for saying it at some point and know it, but as negative as I've been the past week, as, as very vocal as I've been the past week, I still have faith because I know, I mean, obviously people know we're partners with them with the show. So we have some relationships behind the scenes. Um, I know, I know the guys that work on franchise mode. Like I, I've met those guys before. I've, I've had conversations and I know, I know where their hearts are at. I'm, I'm, as jaded as I've ever been about Emily, the show at this point pre-release, but there's still something in my heart that says they will get it right. Because I know that somewhere in that studio, this game is built on a simulation engine. That's what made this game great back in the day. And yes, there's now a competitive game mode, which needs to be in the game for head to head gaming. That's where sports games are right now. But there is something inside of me that still says that, they really, really love simulation baseball in that office and they're going to find a spot for it. So I think in three years we are sitting here and this conversation never happened. I think we're enjoying it so much that the four of us don't even remember. Well, I mean, the four of us remember it. <laughs> Frisk and I will probably have coffee over walkers at some point over the conversations we've had over the franchise mode. But I think, I think in three years, this franchise mode is going to be what we want it to be. And it's going to be because the devs decided it was time. And I'm really hoping that's going to happen. I know my, my, my words over the last week have not really been that way, but there's something inside of me that tells me they're doing it. They're going to do it. Same. I, 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 that I want to leave off that because I would love that. I would love for us, like us, CD players get more invested. I'm hoping for the best. This was such a learning experience. I didn't like, for for it was just i was in like just glued to listening to you guys just talking about this and how invested and how much you love this type of content of mode and how much you want to see it get better and i think i'm with Coogs like I'm, i just want to be right there in the front line with you guys fighting this battle with you guys to get this mode to be where we see the potential and I am still excited to see what type of content you guys are going to create this year for a show to 21. If you're not following them, make sure to follow them. Mills is at Mills Twitch on Twitter. He's at Mills on Twitch. Um, for Frisk, it's M dot on both uh, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Frisk. So please make sure to follow them. Um, Mills, I, I will say this to you. Every time I watch you stream, you make me want to play franchise. Just the stories you built through either Madden or 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 MLB. Um, I just want to point that out there. Just I, you always make me want to dive in, and I it, just do it myself. Play alongside Frisk. The DLB is one of the greatest things I've ever seen for content with um, franchise with crazy. And how much time? How how excited you are to do thirty uh, stadiums this year with the DLB? I, I'm so excited that I'm I. I've actually put together a job listing that I've been shopping <laughs> to a few people because I'm going to seriously need help uh, recreating the entire thing and every stadium and every team and logo. And 
I need help, right? I need help. And so I've been like quietly like, hey, I have this idea. We should do this. And then as people have kind of raised their hands, I'm like, all right, no, I'm serious. And I've got monies. I have monies because yeah, there you go. to really make this what I've always wanted it to be. And Coogs knows this. We've talked about this for a long time. To really make it what I want it to be, like it is going to take some effort. Uh, and this year, cross cross fingers, will be the closest I'll ever be to actually making that happen. So we're getting so, DLB this year, is what you're saying? Uh, it's on. So DLB 3.0 is on. It is on the plan, but mm. I've it's in pencil because the first month, the first month of uh, MLB the show is going to be very telling. Because if it's like 18, I about hung that up. In May, I was like, uh, when actually, I, I was like, I can't do it. Get your exit plan ready for us just in case. <laughs> just in case something goes wrong, it's not like we're not going against history for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, um, this was definitely a lot of fun tonight. I appreciate you guys having you on. Um, always welcome back on this podcast to talk more. Not it doesn't even have to be franchise; could be anything the show related, um, or just baseball related. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, Cooks, you got anything else, or are we good here? Nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, I think we we're both we were both like stuck to just listening and watching and big surprise uh, you put frisk and i on a podcast and it goes long <laughs> yeah that's what uh that's what i was uh, i'll be honest i was a little a little worried and like this whole call i've been looking at kook's face <laughs> oh me I, 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 I'm, well, I, I sh- i'm taking in a lot I, I, I wish i had I, I should have my camera on so you guys can see on discord but i was like i'm like i'm like literally like hunched over on my screen just taking it all in um this was a blast once again make sure to follow both these guys on all their platforms that they create content on mills is at mills twitch on twitter mills on twitch and youtube this year mills maybe i'm sorry what what's maybe maybe uh, come on mills. say yes come on mills yes. nope. come on once you get this to the dlb i might come into the youtube there you okay. go frisk there you go, Frisk. There you go. <laughs> and then M. Frisk on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. All the descriptions are going to be below on the YouTube. Once again, guys, appreciate you guys having you on. Um, Till next time, and let's hope uh, franchise is on its way back up. So. And that'll do it for our episode of today on Inside the Show. Once again, be sure to follow our special guests with Mills and Frisk. The description uh, will have all their social links that you can follow them on. I appreciate you guys listening to it. And hopefully you guys got a lot out of this, just like me, myself and Kooks did. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on Inside the Show. Peace out.